with you all day long. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. It's a podcast after the broadcast. Why are you guys out of breath? We were just wrestling. We are throwing a throw down. <laughs> what this is stronger than he looks, I'll tell you that. What happened, Jack? Well, you guys were fighting. I, don't, I wasn't really listening about what. Something about who does what work. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just escalated, and Chris was going to say something, but he bit his tongue, and Matt said, fine, tell me. And Chris said, fine, let's fight. <laughs> it all guys- started with this music log. We have to track the music we play. Yeah. You okay? I know I'm still out of breath too. Can you imagine how hard it is to actually fight, oh, like wrestle? Like, are the guys in the NHL? You're playing a shift, and then all of a sudden somebody wants to fight you at the end of it. I would need the five minutes to catch my breath. Yeah, oh, I think there's probably more adrenaline in the fights you guys are talking about. <laughs> all right, you Jack's Instagramming this right now. I assume. Yep. All right. Oh, it's I, good. Okay. Well, you're listening to a podcast, um, and we got a, a really good show. Kelly from United Sport and Cycle just texted and said, "Great show today, guys." Thanks. That's I wish a- Kelly was our boss. Yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> it is kind of nice. Anyway, thank you so much. Enjoy the show. Matt and I got to go. I think round two is about to happen. Ding, ding. <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Good morning. Mainly cloudy today with a chance of flurries and a high of one degree. The former voice of Coach's Corner is set to make his return to the media, but Don Cherry won't be on your TV or radio. He's dropping a a podcast sometime this morning. It's going to be called The Grapevine. The Oilers play in San Jose again tonight at 8.30. And Hockey Canada is changing its traditional age group names, including Midget, a year after some other sports organizations stopped using the term. Novice Pee Wee Adam and Bantam will now be replaced with names descriptive of the ages of the players from under 7 up to under 21. The top three moneymakers in Jeopardy history will vie for a share of $1.5 million. Yes, Ken Jennings will be there along with Brad Rutter and James Holzhauer. Will, they will compete in a primetime episode on the network. Now, the first contestant to win three matches will receive a million bucks, and each runner-up will take home two hundred and fifty grand. Sweet. They're all going to know the answers, right? So it's just going to be a matter of this. It's just crazy. Clicking in fastest? No, like, but it's about... You got to think about your double jeopardies and your final jeopardies and your smart wagers. The like, final jeopardies will be so scary. I'm an Arthur Chu man. Yeah. I love me some James and some Ken, but if Arthur's not there, I don't care. Do you think they're doing this because of Alex Trebek's health? Do you think they're They're saying Alex is going to host and it's set to air on January 7th. All right. I think pro- Yeah. A little bit of but, A, a little bit of B. But it'll be huge for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll even watch that. All right. I'm Jack and that's what you need to know this morning. Too early for a question question. Your chance to win coming up. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. <laughs> it's 6.08. We're looking for an answer to the two early for a question question this morning. Who's this? It's Shelly. All right, Shelly. Oh, let's sure. do this. More than three quarters of people say this food gives them comfort. What's that food? Ice cream. Oh. Great guess. What kind of ice cream are you eating? Neapolitan. Oh, interesting. Oh, all the flavors. Yeah. You know what? It's not ice cream, but that completely makes sense. Thank you very much, Shelly. All right, Craig, let's do it. What's the answer? I'm going to go with ice cream. It's not. Popular no. guess, though. But you should go on a date with Shelly to Marble Slap. <laughs> yeah. She likes Neapolitan. Hey, think warmer. <laughs> yeah. Think warmer than ice cream. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Have a good day. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We're trying to get an answer to the too early for a question question. Our buddy Paul, who appreciates the good roads because he's a truck driver for Rose Nose on the line. Paul, the question this morning, uh, more than three quarters of people say this food gives them comfort. Well, I think the, fry, uh, the answer is craft Dinner. Craft <laughs> Dinner. Mm. 
guess what, Paul? What's that? I think we're going to let you win. Yeah, you're right. Oh, it's te- technically <laughs> mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, bud. Oh, cool. Paul, when you make your mac and awesome. cheese, is it mac and cheese soup? Do you add too much oh. milk? No, 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 no. no. That is the worst. You got you to add butter and then yeah. uh, just a little bit of milk. Yeah, just yeah. Just enough to dissolve the cheese and... Oh, yeah, we're perfect. all thinking runny mac and cheese. It's like you don't want to have to put crackers in it. Oh, no. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I don't know if you can do this, Paul, but I think you can because you work late. You work early, so maybe you can come here around noon and and see uh, our our buddy. You know his name. That guy. Jade Eagleson? That's his name. I'm sorry I'm having a Brian Hall thing. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> He's just thinking about runny mac and cheese. <laughs> Jade Eagleson's coming to the, the radio station for a soundstage, and you're coming too. Right on. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Basically, the number one comfort food is the mac and cheese. Uh, I was thinking my number one comfort food was like the, we call it goulash. It was like the macaroni and hamburger and tomato oh, all put together. Yeah, my grandma sheet started that years ago, and then my mom did it. And then when Karen makes a big roaster of that, mm-mm-mm, that is the food for us. Goulash. I think goulash. if it involves pasta, we're all in. Yeah. I love mac and cheese, tortellini, yeah. anything, gnocchi. Volcanoes. What are those? Rice yeah. mixed with ground beef, cooked onion, corn, and then you pile it on your plate. You make a little well in the middle, okay. and then you pour some tomato sauce on it. Oh, interesting. That's a fancy comfort food. Volcan- <laughs> Not really. It's peasant food. Don't worry. <laughs> what is yours? 780-421-1039 is the number to call Morgan. My favorite comfort food, my wife would have to say, is uh, probably pizza. Pizza. Ooh, good choice. And close would be a donair. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. There's a place, Nietzsche's Pizza. They sell Donair pizzas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a great one at Florida Pizza in Devon too. I, I know that uh, the Donair pizza is a big, big one. So there you go. You can get uh, you can get both of them at once, and you could be so comforted it would be crazy. Yeah, that'd be uh, that's my go-to food on the weekend. <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Heartache medication. There is John Party kissing the morning with Chris, Jack, and Matt. It's a six twenty-seven. Hopefully, having a good start to your day. Comfort food. We found out that uh, more than three quarters of people say their favorite comfort food is mac and cheese. What is yours? Ooh, lots of texts coming in. If you want the best pasta, pasta, go to Pazzo Pazzo downtown. Mm. That's true. I just discovered that restaurant. It is so good. Pazzo, what Pazzo. we talk? What's the prices here? It's the most giantest serving you've ever seen in your life for about fifteen bucks. Okay. It's pretty good. <laughs> I get a little leery when I hear that. You had me a gi- but you had me a giantist. Giantist. What'd you have there? I'm really hung up on this place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It was just good. All right. My favorite comfort food is noodles with tomato juice baked with cheese, and then they say dill. So I don't know if it's cheese dill or if their name is dill. Okay. I'm not know. Does anyone have a name named dill? <laughs> Dylan. Dylan. Oh, yeah. Dill could be a nickname for I don't, old Dylan. If your name is Dylan, are you going by dill? Seriously? Some people do. I know That'd a dill. Funny. Do you really? Yeah. Well, I don't know. What's that dill thing that... Uh, dilly dilly. Dilly dilly, that's <laughs> it. Thanks, dilly dilly. All right, uh, Kevin, what do you think? Uh, I like mac and cheese, but isn't ch- is chocolate considered a food? Oh, yeah. Mm, yes, most definitely. Yeah. What about chili? So, chili would be like number two on my list. I can see that. Yeah, but that's uncomfortable for your co-workers. <laughs> <laughs> and your co-lin. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kevin. And you, Steve? Back in the day, goulash was whatever was left in the fridge we used to put in a frying pan. Yeah. That's what you called goulash, huh? 
That's what we used to call goulash. What kind of combinations would you get? Oh, man, if there was mashed potatoes and veggies or leftover meat. Yeah. Any pasta spaghetti, we would chuck it all in, chop it all up, put it in a frying pan and fry it up. Mm. That sounds good. It does. Also oh. sounds like you can have some consequences of not great flavors, too. Yeah, it's not possible. Oh. Matt, fry oh, no. it up was it, the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fry yeah. it up, put a little spice in it, and you're good to go. Here's your spaghetti salad. <laughs> <laughs> Fried spaghetti salad. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Roast and toast. It's roast and toast. Kind of like our version of rant and rave. I know there's a lot of ranting going on. No, go ahead. Let's do more. Especially on social media. Yeah, we like to hear it. Jack likes it. She likes to... to, Get it off your chest. You apparently have something to get off your chest this morning. Yeah, I'm roasting this morning. Hang on. Let's give you this. All right. I am roasting maternity stores for having such expensive clothes. I am nearing the end of my pregnancy. I'm about eight and a half months. I've just got a couple more weeks to go, but nothing fits me anymore. I am grow- I've am i grown out of my already bought maternity clothes, Okay. and I don't want to go back and buy more. It's like $70 for a t-shirt. It is crazy. What an absolute racket yeah. maternity clothing is. Yeah. And children's clothing. No, yeah. children's clothing is cheap. Oh. Where you? Oh well, yeah, I'm going to <laughs> I don't buy it. <laughs> but yeah, maternity clothes. But maternity are clothes is so are, they're so expensive. And if you've got those final weeks and you're literally wearing just the same tank top and a sweater because what? that's all that fits. Why don't I just bring some clothes in from my closet for you? Like seriously, I would appreciate that. Okay, Thank what, you. I got about 15 Budweiser shirts. They'll fit you perfectly. <laughs> Pregnant Budweiser shirt. Awesome, Ma- Matt. What do you want to do? I'm toasting. What? Ooh. Uh Yesterday, I want to toast the city of Edmonton and their drivers for making my transition into a better driver and a more calm driver an easy thing. How okay. did it go? So good. I was like, I was uh, introspective would be the word I would use on the roads. Like, mm. try. I'm going to ch- not get the finger anymore. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to stop yelling. And, so I'm swearing. And Edmonton's ri- drivers, they, they... They made it easy. Nobody made mistakes. Nobody was tailgating <laughs> Nobody me. went down the one way, the Nobody wrong way. Nobody went... Yeah, I wouldn't have cared. Okay. I would have let it slide yesterday. All right. Let's just keep it rolling, Edmonton. Nice. Make it easy for me. Uh, selfishly, I'm going to slip in a couple here. I'm going to say toast to uh, everybody uh, that's going to be a part of 630 Chad Sands Anonymous. We were there uh, for family wrap day uh, last night. And uh, man, you think about everything that needs to go on to make this thing happen every year. It's just... It's, it's a huge undertaking. Thousands of volunteers that make it happen. A um, uh, quick roast to Jack's daughter, who I spent a lot of time with. And then after the event, she said her favorite <laughs> uncle was Uncle Matt. Who wasn't even there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to be there to be the favorite, though. I guess not. It's All a right. hilarious video if you want to go on my Insta story. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to do a quick toast to Matt DeBurs. Matt's been working hard behind the scenes. I'm about to launch my podcast at mm-hmm. 7 o'clock this morning. Matt's the uh, quasi-executive producer, not a, a, a job that he volunteered for, Jack. <laughs> I've been appointed. I was told. Yeah. He was Guess to- what, Matt? You're helping me. Yeah. And so he is really helping. He's working real hard behind the scenes um, uh, you know, during off hours at work. He's he's just really putting this thing together. So, you know what? You- <laughs> the only reason Chris is doing this is to keep me happy. <laughs> <laughs> just till 7 o'clock. Till <laughs> Every week he's got to do one of these now. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you, Matt. I Thanks, love- Matt. I love you, Matt. Thank, thank you. You're our favorite uncle. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. 
Once again, we need your help to make Roast and Toast successful. It's basically your rant and rave ability, and boy, do people love to do that on Facebook. So we know you love to do it here. 780-421-1039, or you can text us at 103939. Corey is standing by. What do you got for us this morning, Corey? So, by Tuesday morning that it is, weather's great. My roast is Matt. Yeah. Oh, great. Wonderful. Ooh, let's hear this. Well, you know, he's all this nice and pleasant, and now he's driving. It's like he's... He lives in Calgary or something. Terrible. Yeah, you don't want Matt to come around. No, if I, if I knew where he lived, I'd bring my jacked-up truck in behind him about two inches from his bumper and lay on the frickin' horn and lights and everything else. Just to f*** the mouth so he could give me the frickin' finger. <laughs> I'll tell you where he lives. <laughs> this is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. These deep breaths, and every time she takes one, she can tell that I'm like, is, is she time? okay? Are we okay here? <laughs> the past couple of days, I've noticed uh, yeah. she does the hands on the top of the baby bump. There's just yeah. not enough room anymore. The baby, uh, just a couple weeks to yeah. go, and the baby has flipped, so that's a good sign. Yeah. However, that means it's feet are up, kicking right into my ribs. All right, so the the baby has flipped, so it's just ready to just do the dive. <laughs> yeah. What's worse, the baby or me? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the pain in my neck and side. <laughs> you flipped a long time ago. Okay. Uh, uh, real excited about the uh, podcast. Again, it's a, an, an opportunity for me to talk to uh, celebrities, uh, dog-loving uh, country stars. I went and talked to some Oilers this past weekend, a week, and you're going to get a chance to hear all of those things as Matt releases them. Cause it's released the, right now. You but, can go wherever you get your podcast. You can download the first ever episode yeah, with of Brett the podcast. Kissel, with Brett Kissel. And we talk about so many different things. Uh, his life with dogs before uh, he left the farm in Flat Lake, Alberta, and much, much more. And including in that, he talked about the fact that, well, his little Charlie, the dash hound, right? The little wiener dog. Yeah. Got it. Is actually uh, kind of, I don't know, psychic's the wrong word. Or these dogs, they know things. We're wondering if, if we're pregnant, and Charlie sleeps with me, always has, kind of sleeps uh, cuddled up right next to me, and one night, randomly, he's just sleeping with Cecilia, and he's sleeping right next in her nook by her belly. Come on. And Cecilia, that prompted for her to take a pregnancy test, and sure enough, if Cecilia wasn't pregnant... And we couldn't believe it that Charlie called it. And for the duration of her pregnancy, for nine and a half months, Charlie slept with her and protected her as her belly grew and that baby bump happened. Charlie was there. We thought, this can't be a fluke. You fast forward a year and, you know, we're, we're trying for baby number two. And... Charlie, same thing, left my side to go to Cecilia, prompted her to take a pregnancy as test as, as soon as she was pregnant. And there you go. Ariel was born and he stayed with her for those nine months. That amazing sense that he had and it happened again for baby Leo. So for us and our family who now know this story, if Charlie is cuddled up a little extra close to Cecilia, everybody's like, oh, they're pregnant. They're pregnant. And it's like literally a telltale for us and our family. Yeah, from the podcast, there you go. Apparently that... The little dog, the knows. dog the knows. Little wiener dog knows when mama bear's pregnant. Go figure. Well, they can smell changes in your blood sugar. Yeah. You oh, think yeah. they could smell a little change in the old uterus? <laughs> yeah. Did you have to use that word this morning? Uterus? Why? <laughs> the fallopian tubes. I can name all the parts. All right. So here's the question. I mean, has, yeah, does your dog, is your dog able to tell these things? But also, um, Jack does not know if she's having a boy or a girl. No. She's thinking boy just because it's such a different pregnancy, right? It is. Um, well, though, I thought with Kennedy, she was a boy too. I would have bet my life 99% sure. And then yeah. she came out a girl and I was shocked. So 
my mother's intuition isn't 100% on track. However, yeah. this pregnancy is very different in the fact of how I'm carrying. I look like I am smuggling a giant beach ball underneath my shirt. Where with Kennedy, I was kind of pregnant all over. Matt's just staring down at your belly. <laughs> it's like so funny. <laughs> you, I, I don't think you're that big. No, you're not that big. You're, you're not thinking, that big. You're thinking that you're that it big. It feels but like that. You're feeling like that. Well, here's the question this morning. Uh, what are the unconventional ways you can tell? You know, I mean, again, you can find out now with an ultrasound. Oh, yeah. But, but what, and many do. What, are the, uh, what is the, the unconventional way we have the ring thing in the our ring, family. Yes. My mother-in-law does the ring thing. My, how much? How? What's her percentage oh, of ringness? Probably ninety-five. Oh wow! Yeah. We got to get her here. Not only does she do she like pregnancies, but she actually can tell you how many kids you're going to have. It's weird. It's like hocus pocus stuff. But she puts the ring over. Is it over the head? I think she does it over the head. Some do it over the belly, and it does. It either spins for a girl and goes back and forth for a boy, or or vice versa. Do you have another one, or do you have a way that we could predict Jack's baby here? Like Help this, me out. This Let morning, 780-421-1039. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah. I thought Matt would do the music. I feel like I need that theme music every morning. Can Jack find out if she's going to have a boy or girl without going and getting an ultrasound? Well, but- apparently there is some ways you could tell, but... They do say that even if it's a different pregnancy, doesn't mean anything. A texter just texted in, Jack, I had, or my friend had six boys and said each and every pregnancy was different. Every time she thought this has to be a girl, but in the end it was always a boy. How can you have six different pregnancies? I'm a man of science. <laughs> this is the thing. You cannot tell. The only way you can tell yeah. what you're having Matt, is an ultrasound. Matt, I'm telling bing, you, bang, boom, I've done. seen that ring thing happen and it just, it's, it, it, I know you're a man of science, but there must be something with there's some doctors like, okay, no, here's the chain in the ring. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just different vibes from your belly. This texter says the ring test over the belly. Two for two for me. All right. Uh, You've got two coin flips in a row. Yeah. That's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Heather from LAD Sons with us. Heather. Um, craving. Oh, really? Yeah. With my son, I had to have um, hot fudge Sundays constantly. Okay, hot fudge Sundays for the boy. With my daughter, the spiciest salsa I could find. Interesting. Really? What if you like both? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that probably hot fudge. That explains why you're as big as you are. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Have you have any? Did you have a third kid to determine if this was true or not? Two with plenty. Yeah. No. He- Heather has a husband, so yes, yeah, she's got three kids. Well, that's true. He yeah, makes you true. crave alcohol. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Okay, so Jack didn't get the uh, ultrasound baby gender thing going nope. on. But she, <laughs> but yeah, she, yeah, I don't know. But, but she now is looking for maybe your indication, an easier way. <laughs> a more a more reliable way. <laughs> yes, thank you. What are the signs? This text says, Jack, with both my wife and my daughter, the boy is carried up in the front. You walk up behind and you can't tell they're pregnant. But as soon as they turned, yes, a beach ball under the shirt look. So I say it's a boy. Stand up and turn around. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You actually can't. You can't legally ask her to do that. <laughs> okay, I'll just go behind you then. No, oh, you, you actually don't. can't do that either, no. Matt. Just stay seated, please. <laughs> oh, all right. What about you? What is the way to predict the sex of the baby? Kissing Country 103.9. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. And uh, we were talking about the fact that uh, his 
wiener dog Charlie actually knew every time that his wife was pregnant. She all three times. Never ever sleep beside her unless she, she was expecting. It was the weirdest thing. Then she just crawl right into mom's belly. It's so cool. So we're kind of looking for those those weird things that happen. Like Jack's wondering, you know, is she got a boy or girl coming here? Yeah, we never found out. We're gonna leave it as a surprise. We'll find out in a couple weeks. We wanted to know how you knew you were having a boy or a girl. This text says, as a labor and delivery nurse, we use the heart rate as a guess for the gender. Mm-hmm. If the heart rate is below one thirty to one forty, generally we guess boy. And if it's above 140, we guess girl. All right. And Finally yours? some science. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Hi, 155. But consistently. Yet, but yet you think you got a boy. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So I don't know. It's okay. a boy for sure. I'm declaring it. Yeah? Right. I think so. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Kayla, what do you think? Right after I had my second child, so I have two girls first, and right after I had my second child, I did, I found this ring test online and it was where you take a strand of hair and you take your wedding ring and you go on the outside of your fingers and you go through all your fingers and then you come back around and hold the ring over the top of your head. And if it swings in circles, it means you're having a girl. And you keep doing it until it stops. Because when it stops, that means that tells you how many kids you're gonna have. So mine told me I was gonna have two girls and then it said I was gonna have two boys as well. Okay. And at this point I already had two girls and then I just had my third baby last year and it was a boy. Whoa. And I never found out the gender of any of my kids. So I was panicking the whole time. I'm like, okay, this has to be a boy. This has to be a boy. This spring test has to be right. <laughs> and it was. And it was. So I'm like, well, am I going to have a sports? Because it says I am. <laughs> okay. I got to tell you, it doesn't sound like it would work. <laughs> The whole hair in the (laughs) wedding ring, but... Hey, Matt's Matt's starting to become a believer. You never know. (laughs) Matt, get your wife to do it. (laughs) I'll get her pregnant. We'll see what happens here. (laughs) This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Oh, it's that time. It's Tuesday. Is it dinner? And it's my turn to look like I don't care about what I eat. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Is that all right? Okay, I preface this by saying my wife will cook for me anytime. Cook for me sounds like that's so bad, but she she enjoys preparing nice meals with all the different food groups in it. There Do you, you wash go. the dishes after? Do I? I usually put them in the dishwasher, yeah. That's a start, yeah. I'd rather put them in than take them out. That's another story for another Ooh. day. Taking them out is bad, and I'm the world's worst person when it comes to putting the cutlery in the right areas. My kids are like, what is wrong with you, Dad? But that's another story. Is it dinner? Two cobs of corn. It's really that simple. Huh. Remember, it, people always argue about is it dinner because just because you ate it at dinner time yeah. does not make it dinner. And right. hard no, this is not dinner. Hmm. I don't know. If you were full, two cobs of corn is actually a lot of corn. Who's full after two cobs of corn? Well, that's a lot of work. These were big cobs. And I said, I think I, I, kinda, I Googled Tabor. Uh, by the way, Tabor is now making marijuana, but that's going to oh. be a different kind of corn cob New to venture. smoke. Uh, but yeah, they're about 150 <laughs> calories each. So, you know, it'd be close to 300 calories. That's nothing. You're not know, eating enough. I know I'm not. I mean, I would have eaten more throughout the day, but is it yeah. dinner? That's your question. Jack, you say. I say yes. Okay. For Matt, sure. You two say, big of course ones, you would. You got it. <laughs> Hard no. 300 two, calories? Two big ones is the key. Yeah. All right. Seven eight. 421 or text us at one three nine three nine. As always, you are the judge and the jury when it comes to this. Two cobs of corn. Is it dinner? This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. 
Two cobs of corn. Big cobs. Big cobs. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. <laughs> Give Two... yourself some credit. <laughs> I love corn on the cob. I just do. Hate it. Oh, you do hate it? Yeah. yeah I'm, I like to cut it off. Come on. Yeah. I have wired in retainers. Oh, yeah. And it's literally like just... Jamming stuff in oh, I hear you. I hear you, Matt. I know what you're saying. <laughs> Shut up. Don't make fun of my retainers. Okay. We are asking, is two big cobs of corn truly dinner? This text says, two cobs of corn made into popcorn with truffle salt and a nice glass of red. Totally a gourmet supper. We've had popcorn for is it dinner, and it was determined it was dinner, even though I don't believe it. Yeah. I, I think I'm having popcorn tonight for dinner. <laughs> Going to go to Ford versus Ferrari. Good movie, apparently. <laughs> That's definitely dinner because it's like 1,200 calories. That's very true. The butter and salt make it dinner. (laughs) This text says, Chris, it's not dinner. 98% of it is coming back out. Yeah. A wise person once told me, we don't own corn. We only rent it. I could see that. (laughs) I knew an ex-Eskimo, and I probably shouldn't tell this story. But they used to have bets. They'd oh, all no, no, no. Corn for dinner. Okay, yeah, I know where this is going. I know where this and is going. They'd slap a 20 down the table. Yeah. And the first one to prove that they had corn. Ask, do they have to one. prove it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody had to confirm. Mm. Not no. worth the money. <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. This year, to save me from tears. I'll give it to someone special. It's called The Last Christmas. Oh. And, Movie's uh, hot garbage. Um, well, you know, my wife saw it. And then she said, I got to I gotta take my mom to it. I got to. She said she'll it's love it. It's a mom it. movie? She'll love it. It's like the Hallmark Christmas movie, right? Same kind of idea. She says she's going to. with more important actors. And I'm like, mm. who? Okay, so if I go to Ford versus Ferrari, it's an hour and a half longer. So you guys will just have to wait in the car till I'm done. <laughs> And then I said, and then Karen made a good point. She said, you know what? You should actually, you know, let, let me make this decision and let's just all go together. And I said, let's do it. You know what? The popcorn will be great. So we watched the movie. And I don't know. I, I, as you know, every movie is good to me. I'm not saying it was hot garbage. It's got a really neat ending at the end. And I was crying like a baby at the end of this darn movie. And Matt said, I'd have walked right out of that movie. Oh, I would have. I don't know. But he, then you're wasting your money. Yeah. I used to walk out out of a lot of movies, but the one thing that I had was a free movie pass. Oh, <laughs> well, of course. So I walked out of quite a few movies. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, man. Okay. What's the last movie you walked out of, Jack? Any? You know what? I've never walked out of a movie, but my mom, when we were little, did make us walk out of a movie. My dad thought it was a great idea for all of us to go as a family to Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> when he talks out of his rear end? Oh, there were many things. And Dan and I, gosh, we were young. We didn't know. We just thought it was hilarious. But my mother flipped out, took us by the hands and walked out of the theater. And I think my dad stayed. (laughs) (laughs) Your dad made the right call because that's a fantastic movie. But depending on the age, in the first 15 minutes of Ace Ventura, (laughs) there's some stuff the kids shouldn't see. But we didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I guess <laughs> is that a reason to bring your children? They e- just won't get it. Either did your dad. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was fine. I, I you know what? I, again, I, you know, I just love every movie. Every movie I see is the la- the best movie I've ever seen in my life. It's always like the last one is the best one. Yes. Worst critic ever. Not the last Christmas is probably not the best movie I've ever seen. But it was whatever. He went to from I, hating it to like no, I'd see it again for the third time. Have no. you have you ever walked out of a movie? Though? Yes, yes, yes. You I'm have? trying to remember. It was one of the Pirates of the Caribbean. We were watching wow. it downtown. A Disney movie. I know, and I love the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, but I, I'm trying to figure out, I'm look, looking on Google, it's probably the one that was in 
2011, I'm thinking, on Stranger Tides, maybe? I remember it was hot, as Matt would say, hot garbage. And it, it, like an hour and a half in, I said to Karen, because it was like a two and a half hour movie or something, I just said, let's 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 go. We got something better to do. And I did feel bad because we had paid, but I'd finished my popcorn. Okay, so, all right. Know, I don't know. I walked out of uh, Tinker Tailor Shol- Soldier Spy. That was the last <laughs> thing I walked out of. Say that again. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. There you yeah. go. Boom. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> you are a movie snob. Like, you would have walked out of more. What about you? What's the last movie you walked out of? I hope you didn't just walk out of this break we've been doing. Seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Okay, last Christmas, the movie that was, uh, is it still in theaters? I don't know. It's probably not going to be in there. There was five of us in the theater, so in Leduc. But, um, and did you sit right next to somebody, like a weirdo? My wife. No, that's not weird. A stranger. Oh, no, no, no. I was sit on the edge because I got to halfway through, got to go. Understandable. You know, after giant pop. Anyway, last Christmas, we're getting some texts. We saw last Christmas on Friday and we loved it. Cried and bring English. Loved all the little English isms. Yes. All right. I have oh, a hard and, time. Oh, they listen- said in being English. We loved all the little uh, okay. Englishisms. Good for. I should have had you with me because I have a hard time with English. The English accent. Accents, really? I, I have a hard time. I, I almost wanted to, <laughs> there to be some literally s- the easiest of all the accents. No, it's it might be pretty. Easy. It's one hundred percent. Come is. on, you. You. Is there anybody else out there that has a hard time when you hear whether it's an English accent on a TV or a, or a movie that you have a hard time understanding? The I- only accent Chris can handle is Ukrainian. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is probably true anyway. Although this text just came in right afterwards. Last Christmas was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I wish I walked out, but I kept hoping it would get better. But I'm glad you didn't walk out because the ending is worth it. Isn't it not? If well, you can understand it because of the English it. accent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Somebody and, said they walked out of the Flintstone movie. Oh, yeah, Are we talking... The, what's his face? Yeah, Goodman. The no, John Goodman one? It wasn't very good. It was okay. Uh, Take that back. It wasn't very I good. I loved how they have clams for money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the Matthew Baldwin Flintstones, when he was Barney, that one was hot garbage. Okay. You got anything else you walked out of? Somebody did mention that uh, they want to see all the Marvel movies and their wife walked out. Mm. I like uh, somebody took their kids to Wedding Crashers. Their son was seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> as soon yes. as the, the topless lady hit the screen, they were out there. 20 minutes. Our 14-year-old daughter told us we should leave as her brother was too young for the movie. But we were like, well... He'll see this eventually. He wanted to watch the movie. Well, of course <laughs> he did. When Carter was a young boy, they, we were playing hockey in Leduc, and I remember it was in between games. It was a tournament, so we took him and a couple of his buddies, and we went to semi-pro, and it starts with, like, this most awkward you-know-what scene, and I'm like, what are we doing, like, to these children? So I had to apologize to their parents. Of course, we didn't take them out. You know? Somebody walked out of Sin City. That was a great movie. And they wa- they walked into Fever Pitch and almost left that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? <laughs> well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.